Welcome to Gather Party Podcast. This is a podcast for friends where we talk about video games, uh, entertainment, anything else that's on our mind, but mostly video games. I'm your host, Kevin. I'm a husband, a dad, lifelong gamer, and I'm joined by my friend today who is not a dad, but he is a father-like figure to some, to the youth of America. My friend Matthew, aka Bogey, aka the third Bogey. How you doing, Bogey? I'm doing all right. That's very nice of you to say, and I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to have you on, man. This is when I started this podcast. I obviously my thought was to have as many friends on as I could. So you are high up on the list to have someone on here. So I'm excited to have you on here. How's life been going? How are things? I mean, At like the old bogey bachelor pad. Yeah, um, I feel like for most people, um, life can be busy. Life can be hard, and sometimes we gotta have those escapes with our friends, um, recording things and playing some video games. Yeah, man, definitely. Those times are far and in between nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> How's uh, home ownership treating you? Um, with everything on my list that I complete for the house, it adds another three things. Yeah. So I fix one thing and I find three other things to work on. Yeah, this house, my house is falling apart at the seams. Uh, I was not prepared for home ownership. I knew <laughs> nothing about homes when I bought one. I, I, I thought I was. I was like, oh, I have experience in these things. And no, that, it, it's... It, I, I've turned into the let's call somebody yeah. person. Yeah. You were a little uh you're a little bit crafty though. You can you can build something if you really had to. Yeah. You could build it. Thankfully um, I have um helpful uncles that I can call and say, Hey, I'm working on this and they're like, You're doing it wrong. And but <laughs> they're not very helpful at the same time. Yeah. But they'll tell me I'm doing it wrong but not how to do it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just um I just went to my parents' house yesterday to help my dad assemble a, like, coffee table. Not a coffee table, like, that goes in your living room, but, like, a table for your coffee. I'm, like, drawing a blank on what that's called. Like a... Like a... Some kind of stand where you put coffee on it. Uh, why can't I think of the name of it? Like a... I kind, of, kind of like a... Almost like a bar. Coffee but for your coffee. Coffee bar. Coffee bar, yeah. <laughs> building one of those. And okay, when I say building you. it, I mean, you know, we're reading the instructions and putting the bolt where it says to go and yeah. tightening the screw. <laughs> Do you feel like our parents were training us to put us to work at some point? Because I feel like Legos and Connects, it was insert this block and connected to this one (laughs) or were you the type of person that just built your own thing i could build a really cool looking square with legos that's about it i wasn't very good at building with legos i did like playing with them a lot (laughs) a Uh, very technicolored house yeah very colorful and very square looking house with a very square car parked in the driveway of it did you add windows Oh, yeah, I could add a window. Okay. If it was a window that was pre-made for me, okay. that I could just clip into it. <laughs> Couldn't make my own windows. Uh, I was, yeah, I was terrible with Legos. My brother was really good with Legos. He could build cool stuff, and then I would break it, and he'd get mad at me. 
So that was usually the funnest part about Legos was breaking whatever uh, I created or my brother created. Yeah, I'm hijacking your video game podcast, but are you Team Lego, Connect, or was it Micro Machine? That's a little bit before my time, so. I would probably go with neither. I think I was Team Bionicle. I had a lot of Bionicles as okay. a kid. Those are almost like Legos. I think they're actually made by Lego, mm-hmm. the brand. So I guess I'd be Team Lego. Okay. Yeah, I had a lot of Bionicles and Lincoln Logs. Oh, gosh. Those are... <laughs> Ah, I still, I think I still have those. Yeah, those are cool. I feel like cool. those are going to get um, family heirlooms passed on. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if they even still make them. I'm sure you could buy them like online somewhere, but Probably some it's not very of... eco-friendly anymore, I guess. I'm pretty sure it's real wood. I yeah. That sounds dumb to say. But... Yeah, they're composite pieces. No, no, they're actually wood. Yeah. Most of the time they got chewed up by the dog and that type of thing. Yeah, or... I, I used to chew quite a bit of my Lincoln Logs, too, so I was that kid. You must gather your party before venturing forth. So this is a podcast about video games. Have you been playing any games lately, Bogey? handful here and there um i would call myself a bad gamer or a social gamer um Mm. most of the games i pick i thought you were gonna say like a bad boy gamer uh, yeah no i don't don't think anything applies to me as bad boy um not the vibes i put out there um so typically the games i play are the games my friends are playing very social um, so one of my friends, our host here, um, got me into That's me. Yeah, <laughs> Marvel Snap. Yes, um, uh, such a good game. I I have put way too many hours in that. I started, I believe it was beginning of this year, so I'm probably about five months in now of playing every day that type of thing. It's it's been fun. I like how there's each game is very different with the different lanes or towers depending on who you talk to. Yeah. How the gameplay is different. Even though you could have a perfect draw, you could just get shut down just by turn three, that third lane, just making it impossible. Yeah, it relies very heavily on the RNG elements with the the locations, the lanes you're trying to win could be different each game and then drawing the right cards and the smaller decks too. I feel like it's challenging. Like with games like Hearthstone where you had a much larger deck of like 30 cards, there's like several combos you could try and set up where in Marvel Snap you have one combo that you're trying to set up and yeah. that's about it. Yeah, because we have that game in common too is Hearthstone. We put a lot of years into that and just couldn't keep up with the meta. Um, in Hearthstone, I would have a, the primary goal and then a backup plan and then some sort of Hail Mary. Yeah. And starting Marvel Snap, I would try and have two ways to win. And just putting the time in this game, you kind of just have to go with one thing and a little bit of anti trying to shut down what the other person's doing. Yeah, I've real I've realized too. It's climbing rank in the in Marvel Snap is really knowing when to uh, retreat. 
I feel like I climb rank when I'm retreating and not trying to win every game. And then yeah. knowing when to snap at certain turns to at least get you know a two or four cube win. Very rarely do I feel like I get eight cubes. Unless it's like a bot. I feel like bots, when I play against them, I can get eight cubes. But And usually by like turn three or four, you can kind of tell what a bot character is doing and just kind of making really dumb moves. I have found the higher my collection level goes, the more it seems like either people are not good or they have to be a bot. Yeah. I just assume now every person um, that I win is just probably a bot I played against. <laughs> not a real don't, person. Don't, don't sell yourself so short. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, you were talking about keeping up with, like, Hearthstone's um, card collection and their expansions, and I feel like I'm behind even on Marvel Snap because I haven't bought a season pass yet for that game. So I just I just bought uh, Zabu, got him for the first time. Okay. <laughs> it was from, like, I think that was season two of this game. Yeah, so. he pairs well in um, Patriot Ducks. Um, and I just he's, opened. He's uh, really good in um, Thanos decks. Yeah, and that's what I've been using mostly right now. And I pulled Silver Surfer uh, yesterday nice. from a uh, cash. So got another. Uh, I think that was like the first season of Yeah, that, of Snap. That was before I even started playing the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marvel Snap is a good one. You never played. Um, there's a free card game called Gwent. Did you ever try that one? Mm-mm. Uh, it's a, it's a really cool concept. It's from the Witcher uh, video game that they made into an actual trading card game. But it has some similar like bluffing mechanics that they have in Marvel Snap, where you're trying to win these kind of three horizontal lanes, and you're trying to make your opponent um, end their turn or end their uh, play, like play all their cards available and then end the game. And then you're trying to like play, uh, have one last turn to kind of trick them or outscore them in one turn. So like super, I always thought Gwent and Marvel Snap were really similar in some of their game mechanics. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a ton. Collection level, are you at now? I'd have to look it up. Um, you said you were trying to chase, uh, get uh, caught up to me. So yeah, I, I believe you're in the low threes. No, I'm actually, I broke 4,000, so oh, I'm shoot. just over 4,000 now. Wow. I got a long ways to go, folks. I am at 2,653. Well, I mean, that's still, uh, for the time you've been playing, that's a considerable amount uh, to have gone up to. And there's people much higher than me, because I don't play. I play a lot, but I only kind of do the dailies now and try and get the weekly stuff done, and then that's about it. I still haven't hit infinite, sadly. I wish I would have done it when I was at like a super low collection level. Yeah, that's that's what because I've been trying to recruit people to this game also, and I was like, if you if you care about being ranked and not about having pretty cards, then try and like master the cards you have, and then try and add the cards in. Yeah. Um, I got a one of my fellow coaches in the game, and um, just trying to get him to build decks and not use the standard one that he gives them because don't want to use that one um my that one might be good though now that they there's uh, have you heard of the new card coming out the high evolution mm-mm. or high evolutionary is the name of the card and his uh, ability is that he takes all 
cards in your deck that do not have an ability and reveals a secret ability for that card. So all the cards in the game that don't have abilities right now are going to have a secret ability that this card reveals. Hmm. That's going to be make those um, Patriot and yeah. um, Ultron decks super strong. Yeah, which Patriot is already, I mean, it's already a solid deck yeah. that a lot of people like, run. <laughs> it's yeah. been the kind of the meta for a while and hasn't really changed. Yeah, that, that game, if you see those um, cards without any abilities and you don't have the anti-stuff in your hand, I, I've been backing out just because I can't yeah. match the um, with the plus ones and um, Blue Marvel and Patriot. I, I can't match that almost 30 per tower yeah. or lane or... Yeah. castle whatever you want to call it i can't i can't match that so yeah. the one deck i have that can get like super high power like a 40 plus on maybe two lanes is my destroy deck but it's so hard to get the combo that i need yeah but i lose to so many decks because people have these kind of insane decks that you know get you like the 200 power on a lane or something crazy i mean they're easy to stop i guess there's like really two counter cards you need to stop those yeah. things from happening. Well, I mean, but I don't like to play those because they're not and, as fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and just play the fun cards that I can set up crazy combos with and I have no answers to anyone's combos. But. Yeah, it, it's, it's that um, back and forth whether to focus on what you're doing or stop what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I've made... Or just retreat like I usually do now. <laughs> I've made a few, a few decks where it all... All I'm trying to do is stop them. Um, there's one I call a, I call it Wombat. Um, it's it's got, um, of course, yeah, it's got Morbius in it. Why am I blanking on names? Um, it's got. Marvel um, Snap Twenty Questions Edition. <laughs> is this character a male card? It is. Uh, this is, is this good practice for later. Uh, discard. It is. A, it uses a discard, but it's not built around that. Um, is this uh, is this card Modok? Modok is he's, exactly built around discard. Yeah, no, he's not in the deck. Uh, so it's built around using Wong, which doubles the um, reveal ability, and then you play Mystique. Yeah. And then you play classic. Ga- and then you play Gambit. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Gambit. Yeah, um, he is a discard. Yeah, so a perfect play would be in current meta would be playing um, uh, Nebula, which um, that's yeah, the, the new, new season card. card did which, you buy the season? You I did. Nebula? Um, is she good? I've actually yes. uh, I've actually played against her a couple of times, but I've won both games, so I don't know if she's any good or if they just didn't know how to use her. It, it's supposed to be a distraction if you completely ignore it and don't play on the tower. Um, it turns to be a, a nine power card by itself. Yeah. If you can get it out turn one, um, I believe it's a since Sunspot got nerfed, it's a better card than that one. Yeah, I didn't really think Sunspot's nerf was that bad. It was one power we're yeah. talking about, but um, it, it made a lot of people take them out of their decks. Yeah, Nebula, but, I think the one of the games I won, I let her get to full strength, and then I revealed second. And I, uh, I think I shanged her, okay. and then won that lane to win the game. I can't remember the next one. I think the next one they just didn't get her power high enough. 
or you just won the other two lanes. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I had a thought, and now it's gone. Well, I, I can say that with Marvel Snap, I can confidently say that I, I have a lot of decks built, but 80%, maybe an argument could be made for 90 are decks that have beaten me that I've, if you can't beat it, join it, that yeah. type of thing. So I'll make the deck to know what's coming. So when I face a deck again with a different deck, I can plan and give myself a greater chance. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to net deck and look up decks to make, but so many of my decks have been built after I've lost repeated games to a deck, and then I go and try and make my own using the cards they were playing and build my deck around whatever their combo was that beat me. I mean, I'm all about net decking. Um, uh, a lot of times you can look up a card, like when, when you when you open up a Silver Surfer, is how are people using this card? Because... Um, I don't see it much. How can, like, what are people building around? Yeah. So you. I see, mean, season one, you saw every game. I feel like I played uh, against a silver surfer. I you missed out, out on that. One, yeah. So <laughs> now um, I feel like he's not as good, or at least not as used as much. Yeah. So I mean, you can see the top deck and how many people rank it, and then you can see how people like. I don't have that card, so I added in this one. I mean, I've looked up. I just try not to use them. I have looked up decks. I'm not saying I don't ever look up any decks on Marvel <laughs> Snap. I do. I just try to build my own. I know Cheater. The most fun I think I had in Marvel Snap was the very beginning because I intentionally didn't look up anything. Mm -hmm. So I tried to make my own decks, and I didn't look up what the other cards were. So, you know, when you see a new card, it tells you, like, your first time seeing that card in the game. Yeah. That was a lot of fun because I was like every other game. I was like seeing a new card. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I want that, that was, one. That's what got me hooked. And, mm -hmm. I mean, it's still a lot of fun now, but now that only happens once a season. Yeah. <laughs> that I get that experience. But I remembered what I was going to say earlier was I know, when you're talking about Gambit, because you know a little bit about superheroes, I feel like mm -hmm. more so than maybe the average person. When I think of Gambit, his ability is one where I think I'm like, this kind of is like his ability in uh, the comics and the show, but not really. Or I feel like his ability should be different because I know there's a lot of controversy around his discard ability because he'll discard. Even if you have no cards left in your deck, he'll still be able to destroy other cards. Yeah. And in the comics, he has to throw cards for his attack. And if he doesn't have any cards, he's... Uh, I mean, not useless or powerless, but he can't uh, use them. So I feel like if you don't have any cards left in your deck, you shouldn't be able to activate his ability. That that would make sense. Uh, yeah, going back to... He still should have his own movie. He was the coolest part of that. That I don't. I forget which Wolverine mo movie it was. Um, oh, he, which one he was he He ended up in one of them. I haven't seen all the Wolverine movies. And he he was literally the the coolest character in there, and he had a um, um, it might have been a little bit controversial, but he had like a Bayou Louisiana accent, and okay. he looked a little bit like um, um, Anakin Skywalker. Um, he had that long. Like the Maybe. actual, the actor who played as Anakin Skywalker? Yeah. The, what's his name? Uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. 
So he had, he had that long hair, it was a little bit wavy. And Dude, I have to look up who... Because when I think of Gambit, I just think of the 90s um, like cartoon show Gambit yeah. from X-Men. Yeah. They made him really powerful. They had him... I mean, of course, everybody in the X-Men franchise beats up Logan at some point, but he... So when I think of Gambit, I think of this one from the 90s X-Men show, because I used to watch that. Was it really Channing Tatum? Is that... Oh, from the the movie movie. you're thinking of? I I did not make that connection in my brain. Oh, (laughs) yeah, it looks like it. Oh, that that's not from. That's not it. No. Uh, you know, he's Channing Tatum is popping up a lot here. Oh, it says canceled. Maybe that's something else. Ah. Channing Tatum defends his Deadpool. Channing Tatum's really mixed up in a lot of Marvel characters here. What's up? Is he a fan of Marvel? I mean, little. I feel like everyone's a little bit of a fan of Channing Tatum. <laughs> Gambit. I don't know what. Let me just try Wolverine. It was a Wolverine movie. Wolverine Origins, I believe. Oh, Wolverine Origins. I think they made a game out of that one, too, on the three uh, Xbox 360 and PS3. Everyone, it, a lot of people are not a fan of this movie just because of what they did to Deadpool, even though they did not call him that in the movie. Yeah, I've never watched Wolverine Origins. Um, it's not a cinematic masterpiece, but... I feel like if you have some time, it's worth a watch. Yeah, I mean, because I liked the first two, X-Men, and then X-2 that came Mm -hmm. out when we were young. That came out when we were, like, in junior high or high school. You can see on the screen right there, there's the first we see of Deadpool, if you go up with your cursor. This one? Oh, this one. Oh, Oh, I've seen seen, uh, pictures of this before. I've seen, like, memes of this movie. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they... Is uh, that Channing Tatum? No, that is Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. I didn't know he uh, Ryan Reynolds was uh, in this one too. I thought yes. he just when he did his standalone Deadpool's. Yeah, they they go back to this movie. Um, a little bit of spoilers for Deadpool. Um, if you haven't seen get, it by now, that's on yeah. you. When he gets the way to slip through time to quote Cable, um, he goes back to the point in this movie where Logan fights Weapon X and he shoots himself. Um, oh, this guy. Uh, I, I recognize his face now. Yeah. But I couldn't it even tell you his Channing name. It is not Channing Tatum. <laughs> I was like, uh... Yeah, we're going to have to cut this all out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm interested. Yeah, but they, the, the way he electrified the cards and was able to attack with them and he electrifies a staff and um uh, you know who uh this guy is uh from the show lost did you ever watch that i show? didn't uh, is his name like so- sawyer so- sawyer i yeah. think yeah in the lost series um but yeah he was gambit he looks yeah not very cool in this picture though Mm-mm. but you can you can see the animation in that top picture uh, is this what he looked like in the movie with a fedora yeah and a leather jacket yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. 2000s were a simpler time. Mm-hmm. I think this is on Disney Plus now, though. I think all the old X-Men movies are on there now. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there goes a couple hours of yeah. <laughs> sleep. 
that I will be missing out on. But yeah, anyway, so I just thought, you know, that was an instance where, like, I feel like the card doesn't really match the ability. I know there's probably tons of cards in Marvel Snap where the their ability doesn't match their character. Yeah. Um, like, to a T. I mean, I think that'd be impossible to do. Are there any other characters? So you're, so you're saying it should be almost like you sacrifice a card to destroy have a card. That ability? Yeah, and hey. Gambit shouldn't destroy if you don't have any cards in your deck to discard. Mm-hmm. Because that's how his ability would work. Yeah, it'd be um, in your hand, but yeah. yeah, you know. But you know, it's all yeah, just—it's all just fantasy. So I guess they just make up their rules of how that yeah. what is it. So Very like Spider-Man, you know, Tobey Maguire can just shoot it out of his wrist. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to have a web uh, mechanism attached to his wrist. Um, well, this is kind of a fun fact of um, late night video watching. Um, apparently, there was a little bit of a suggestive connotation and um, they left a little bit in the movie I, I don't know if you've watched that movie um with the three when we have all three spider-mans in the same movie oh, okay um home it's not homecoming it i think is it far from home far from home oh, yeah, i haven't watched far from home yet i've watched uh it, i actually it's just watched to, homecoming okay um, Last night. I, I don't know if it's Far From Home or whatever it is. There's three Spider-Mans now. Yeah. With um, our third Spider-Man. Um, but apparently they had to cut part of the part of the banter out because they... <laughs> I don't know. There was some um, joke that the amazing Spider-Man Garfield made about wanting to see... The hole, and apparently they all broke so badly uh-huh. that they kept it in for a long time, but then they cut it at the end. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just watched Homecoming last night because Savannah and I have been trying to watch all the Marvel movies. Okay. Or at least I've been rewatching some of them because I've seen um, a good chunk of them, except for some of the more recent ones. So we've been rewatching. We just watched Homecoming. Homecoming is that. Um... Is that the one with... It's like um, the first standalone Tom Holland Spider-Man okay. movie. Right after uh, um, Civil War. Kind with of uh, Vulture. Yeah, with Vulture. Vulture Michael Keaton. The, mm-hmm. Formerly known as Batman. Yes. Uh, not formally. <laughs> I guess, he he uh, is Batman in uh, the Flash movie. Oh, really? Yes. I, I, I just saw a trailer for that. Oh, um, <laughs> Michael Keaton's like... 70 years old now. <laughs> yes. He's doing playing um, as Batman. Is Batman like, old in that movie? Yes. In the oh, okay. Um, I don't feel like I it's a spoiler because the movie hasn't even come out yet, but if you haven't seen the trailer, yeah, it'll probably it's, all about, it's, it's all about um, going back in time and changing the past affects the future. So that's why it's a different Batman. Oh. And, so it's going to have the Flash go back in time, kill Bruce Wayne's parents. <laughs> I think he's saving his own parents, if I remember the trailer correctly. But, um, yeah, it, there was some controversy around this Flash. I know he couldn't keep his life together outside of the movies. So, oh. well, I think that's why this... Air this guy's dirty laundry right now. No, I Who's think the actor that was going to play as Flash? I mean, I think it's still him, but... Oh. Because so there's the because there's two different actors that because there's a TV show, 
And then the, yeah. it was a different actor like that's a, in the DC. The universe. Flash TV show is like a CW TV mm-hmm. show, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and people were a little upset it wasn't the same person. Yeah. Um, that's why we're. That's why we're so happy when. Um, gosh, I just blanked on his name. Um, but you haven't seen this movie yet. Um, <laughs> Daredevil, the TV show. It's oh, the okay. same actor joined the MCU universe. Oh, okay. So people were very happy about that. Oh, that's cool. And we're all hoping for the same actor. I, can, I guess I can't speak for everyone. But I'm hoping for the same actor that did the Punisher series when that eventually enters the... MCU yeah. at some point. It's the same actor because he did such a good job. Yeah. His name was, uh, wow, he's like a really well-known actor. Yeah. John. I can't think of his last name right now. Uh, but he's, he just picked was a in, very common I think John name. is his name. He's uh, one he, of the most common first names. <laughs> if his last name is Smith, I'm not going to believe you. I'll just Pause for dramatic effect. Yeah. I was hoping they would just tell me his name on one of these pictures. John. John. Yeah. Bernthal. And yeah, he's uh, super well known. So we're just drawing all kinds of blanks yeah. tonight on uh, people's names. But yeah. He's, did you watch Walking Dead? That was like, I don't think it was his breakout show. Cause I think he was in stuff before The Walking Dead mm-hmm. too. But that's what I. I did not watch The Walking the first, Dead. Uh, like major role I saw him in was Walking Dead. R.I.P. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I know they're I still mean, making seasons, but I stopped watching them. Still ago. <laughs> making seasons and spinoffs. And, yeah. Yeah. An exhausting amount of things to catch up on. Yeah, but I don't know. Can you think of any other cards where their ability doesn't really match or doesn't make sense to what their ability is in the, their comic series or show? I mean. Uh, off the back, I could say um, Spider Woman. Um, it, it's oh yeah, she has a weird ability yeah. for her character. Yes, yeah, for her character. It's... it's super powerful card. I have it in a lot of the reveal decks, but it makes everyone else less powerful at that lane yeah. or tower or whatever we're calling it. Um, and another one is She Hulk. Um, she Hulk costs less for each unused energy the previous turn. Um, and now that we have a She-Hulk movie series, I'm not seeing how it fits. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a random ability I feel like they gave her. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, just to make the game a little bit more interesting, it doesn't always have to fit. But yeah. And there are a lot of them that make sense, like Magneto and... Yeah, his makes um, a lot of sense. Uh, Juggernaut is... Professor X, too. Makes yes. a lot of sense, his ability. They did a good job on that one. I would love for him to be a little bit more powerful. Um, if I was in charge of making the cards, <laughs> um, I would make him some sort of um, six drop. Um, or, yeah, six drop that locks down everyone. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I feel like either Professor X or Cerebro would need to have like a really like a six drop ability. Yes. Because of what the well, well, what the magnitude of their abilities are yes, in and, the and how powerful and, they yeah. are in every single. Yeah, but Cerebro is like a super difficult card to use because yeah. the ability is so mid tier. But and I feel like uh, Cerebro and Silver Surfer are kind of a yeah, I a could similar probably... type thing. I have a Cerebro deck because I got a really cool variant when they did the like steampunk apocalyptic mm. variants of the cards, and I got Cerebros, so I made a deck, a Cerebro deck. But it's hard to use. I feel like the it's, highest power I could get would be like, uh, I could maybe get each lane to about like 20 power. Is, is it an ongoing, or is it a reveal? Ongoing. So he's like a card you combine with like Mystique too to try and give all your cards. Uh, you ch you have to have all your cards have the same value, mm -hmm. and then try and get them all to to level up the uh, attack at the same time. Mm. But it's it was so location dependent because if you get like a monster where they have like the nine drop, the monster mm -hmm. island drop, and then you have a nine on the board, that's all your cerebro is gonna only level up the the highest card. Yeah. So yeah, that's a tough one to use. And now, you know what? Now that I think about it, Cerebro's ability doesn't make sense to what the Cerebro does <laughs> at all. Why it gives Th all that one should be an amplify everyone's powers or amplify a certain type of power, yeah. something like that. Well, I almost feel like um, it should be more similar to like Hazmat's ability, because like you could use Cerebro, because that's what they. I remember in the original X Men movies, that's what they're using Cerebro for, was to try and kill off yeah. everyone who wasn't a mutant. Yeah. So I feel like it should striker have... using his kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it should have some kind of ability where it like reduces the enemy's power on the board. You know, yeah. while we're also talking about cards that I don't like and why they have dumb abilities or non abilities, I feel like all the cards who don't have abilities, like the thing and shocker and hulk, um, they should, well, they are going to have abilities now with that new card I told you about, but I feel like they should have, from a design standpoint, not made superheroes not have abilities. So I feel like, because there's so many civilian characters in the Marvel Universe, they could have just made like some civilian cards that don't have abilities. Yeah. Would have made more sense to me. So it'll be interesting to see like what those cards' abilities are with that high evolutionary card that drops. I wonder if Hulk's will be similar to She-Hulk. Like maybe, uh, but maybe the opposite. Maybe like increased power for unspent energy, so you can get hulked an even stronger amount. It could be cool. Yeah. But I don't know. that's just. Is there a card that because we have um, Wong that boosts our um, reveal cards? Is, do we have a card that boosts our ongoing abilities? I know we have a a tower that yeah uh, things are doubled. Do we have a card that does that yet? Yeah, there was. I think he's a starter card too. I think onslaught is he a starter card? Oh, do you have that one? Yeah, he's a, he's a double ongoing effects yeah, uh, I at that lane. And then a a weird one is spectrum. Is, isn't he like a yeah? I've used spectrum a lot. Who's not a? It's they're, it's an on reveal, but it's for yeah. ongoing cards. Gives them like plus two attack, I think. Um, I forgot about those. But yeah, I think. Yeah, those I think both two. of those cards are six drops, so yeah. you can't use both. Yeah, well, you could. 
with magic or Thanos to get the plus on a plus one mana power stone. <laughs> yeah. Or pull it out with Jubilee. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or Lockjaw. That was my favorite deck was the Lockjaw deck, so I'm sad he got nerfed. I never got him, so... Uh, I still use it, but it's... I mean, it, the nerf uh, definitely made the deck a lot more balanced. It takes a lot more uh, strategy to it than before. It's uh, only one card. Only one card gets the, the lockjaw effect now per turn. So I can't mm. drop, like, get. three one-drops on, on the lane and get three new cards. I'll get, get the zero ones. Yeah, and they changed some of Thanos. He used to have a really helpful power stone for lockjaw where... Um, if you played the power stone on that lane, you could move a card to any other lane. And so you'd play that on Lockjaw, get the ability, and then Lockjaw would switch it to something else. So you get like a powerful card, and then you could move it somewhere, and then play another one drop there. That's nice. Yeah. So those were, yeah. It was a strong deck. And I still couldn't hit infinite with it. I think I got to like 60. <laughs> it was still struggling. Yeah, one of our, one of our friends crafted that card, and he, he, he climbed um with that deck thanos or lockjaw uh both okay yeah he, yeah, I mean, he so... got one of them and then he crafted thanos yeah what, what do they call it in the game they call it crafting yeah um well you can you can buy them with tokens yeah um the collector's tokens yeah so um, i have pin it i don't know what you almost call it. 800 or excuse me eight thousand collector's tokens why don't you buy some cards? <laughs> that so that's the the question I was going to ask you um, was what card should I be waiting to pop up to buy? Oh, uh, that is a good question. I think, and it's hard to answer without knowing the cards I have. But if yeah. there's one card you can craft that's going to cost me six thousand collectors tokens or whatever we're calling them. Um, what card should that be? There's one card I'm thinking of I'd, that I, I would either, really like to... It's either Thanos or Galactus, I think would be your best bet. Thanos yeah, is I really cool for Galactus. because he adds uh, like so much kind of versatility to your decks. And adds a lot more variety because you can have now, uh, I think, what is it, six power stones you have, so your deck is now a size 16 when you play Thanos instead of 10 cards. Um, the only drawback is I've lost a couple of games, quite a few games, to Darkhawk in my Thanos deck because I have so many cards in my deck now that Darkhawk is really strong if I'm not. And I usually don't run, like, Shang in my, in my deck or any, like, counters. Which again is just yeah. me not having to. to play those cards. Have to, because <laughs> yeah, I think it's Darkhawk's ongoing, so I can play Enchantress. And but I'm also playing Lockjaw, so it's hard because I don't want to pull Enchantress from Lockjaw and then have her disenchant something like a Devil Dinosaur or something. Yeah, that I, I have. don't have Lockjaw, so yeah. I'm um, two cards away from having that deck. I don't know how. I mean. Both Thanos and Galactus are really good, but it's dependent on what cards you have, whereas like Thanos is good with Lockjaw. But there's other decks that Thanos is good in, like an ongoing deck, because a lot of the Power Stones have ongoing abilities. And Thanos gets buffed from his that ongoing Power Stone that makes him like a 20 attack, so... I don't know. I would probably go... I'd probably buy Thanos if I had enough tokens for him and he popped up. Okay. 
I pulled them from a cache though, so I didn't even have to worry about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one of the complaints I've had is the variants are very cool, and I'm happy to have them, but I would like to get more of the cards I'm missing over yeah. the four different variants I have of um, what was the season card the discard your whole hand um, oh, Modoc, yeah. Modoc. I think I have six variants of him now and I only use him in one type of deck so um, yeah yeah I'm the same way I don't care honestly I don't care about any of the variants I don't I've never bought the variants. I'm not gonna buy a variant, <laughs> but once I get one, oh, it's going right into the decks. Yeah. Unless I get all the cards, then maybe I'll start buying variants. But once you get all the cards, you're it's like 100%ing a game, and then <laughs> yeah, starting over again. Yeah, then I'll start my alt account. Mm. Um, Was it Darkhawk, the one that's plus two for each card in the deck? And your opponent's deck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen that. Um, a lot in this season um, because there's the they added the cards that when you play it it adds rocks to your your deck and oh yeah yeah rock slide uh, rock slide and then there's um, good old Korg Korg I was trying <laughs> to think of his name Thor's friend yeah the comic relief um, hey man we're about to get on this spaceship but um, Thor is also the comic relief, so they're both yeah. comic relief characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been considering getting that card because I have um, all the cards to make that deck, and they pair it with oh, it's the it's the four drop that's that summons a. Um, Negative ten void to your rightmost tower. Oh yeah, uh, Sentry is his name. Yeah, Sentry, and then they, um, I'm I'm blanking on the names now. Then they play the card to one of your characters at this location gets sent to the other side. Oh yeah, and Viper. Yeah, Viper and that that's that. what's been beating me. Yeah. Because. Because I do that turn four, and if I see Viper turn five, I have already quit the game. I have already escaped. Cause yeah. It, it's hard to recover from that. Yeah, so I think it, usually I counter that with my destroy deck, because that one's easy to destroy. But now my destroy tech, I got um, the six drop Canal, uh, where it's uh, he gets the power equal to all the cards destroyed. So he gets that negative 10 if I destroy him. <laughs> so that's a bummer. So yeah, that is a hard card to deal so with. So in your destroy deck, do you have a Zola or did you say Canal? Yeah. Yeah, I was well, running Zola for a while and I switched him out. Um, he was, I mean, it was good. It was best with Venom, I think was mm -hmm. the best combo I had with him. To get two Venoms to spawn and destroy the lanes. Especially yeah. with death on the board. Yeah, and then you can kind of keep Venom in the one lane. You can kind of load up the other yeah. places, turn five, and Venom's ability still activates when he gets duplicated. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of good combos to get like really high power 
and last season that's what I really needed because I was like losing so many games where the person was getting like 30 plus power on like two different lanes and I didn't know how to keep up with it and that's the only deck I had where I could pull off something like that to get that high power uh, yeah I've uh <laughs> yeah so I mean going for power or just trying to f think of fun combinations there's a lot of flexibility within this game I have another friend that was playing this game long before me and he only builds decks that um, characters are in the same movie oh yeah I've done I've made a couple decks like that so um, there was I, I believe it's the uh, chapter 3 challenge is win with Star-Lord in your deck um, okay I haven't watched the third one yet no, no this is in um, snap. Oh, okay. Yeah, one of one of the missions I got was win with Star Lord in your deck. Oh, okay. Um, so I made a Guardians of the Galaxy deck. Yeah. So um, with Nebula and um, I named it Location Guess because it's all Drax and Nebula and yeah and Groot. Uh, Groot and Star Lord and. Yeah. Um, you know, I never realized that, that they're all they all have the similar ability. <laughs> mm -hmm. So playing Nebula, people are trying to not let her grow, so you can get some free buffs. Yeah. And there's not that many Guardians characters in the game, so. Oh, and um, Gamora. She does yes. the same thing. We have to guess mm -hmm. the location. Um. So I put in cards like Beast, which is Return all cards at this location and they cost one less yeah you so if you like need daredevil too for that uh, deck yes I, I don't have daredevil but that would help a lot yeah um he was a card i bought too just because he seemed like a really fun card to play with although i haven't won a ton with him but <laughs> he is fun to play with <laughs> I, I see him a lot but i don't think it changes the game yeah, that it really often. doesn't. Most of my decks aren't really... It doesn't really matter if they know what I'm doing. Turn five. <laughs> like, you're not going to stop it anyway. <laughs> yeah, by that time, I've usually turned three or four. I've either, like, snapped or retreated at that mm. point in the game. I typically don't snap until... Even if I know I'm going to win turn three. Really? I don't snap until five. Because I don't want just two. I want four. Yeah, I want eight... Because if you're really trying to go up in levels, doing two at a time is just going to take you forever. I'm more of a... This freaking dog, dude. I got this dog barking. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's not picking up, but I feel like it is. But... Oh, well. Sorry. Go, on. Yeah. go ahead. <laughs> anyway. People. Tonight's episode brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, it seems like a good spot to wrap up Marvel Snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, games I have been playing. I've been playing one game this month, uh, mostly, um, and it was Redfall. Uh, and it's been uh, it's been it's been tough getting through it. What system it was, is uh, this one on? Um, it was an Xbox exclusive. Okay. So it came out straight to Game Pass, which was nice. Um, so I didn't have to didn't have to pay the seventy dollar price tag for it, which you know that's probably the only saving grace of this game. It was 
I was incredibly excited for this game. I was on the hype train for this game because it looked really cool. Um, but yeah, it just it flopped really hard. Um, it was a game that probably needed like another year of uh, production and polishing. It was uh, is it was, it was another, released in a really bad state. Is this another cyberpunk scenario? Uh, you know, just yeah, I would say it's. Almost, it's worse than Cyberpunk because it has probably just as many like game-breaking bugs as, as Cyberpunk had. Wow. But at least Cyberpunk, when it worked, it was really cool, and okay. the game itself is really cool. What is a bummer about Redfall is the, it's full of game-crashing bugs, and when the game does work, it's still just not a very good game. And I'm about like 13 hours into it now, and I'm still. There's some redeeming qualities to it, um, and I, I think it's partly because like this game, I, I was the, the target audience for this game. First person, team shooter, kind of RPG, kind of looter shooter game. So I mean, those are RPGs and first person shooters are probably the games I play the most, and so mm-hmm. when there's a combination of the two, I get really excited for those games. So this game was like marketed towards me, and so I have maybe a lot of bias towards it. And so I'm really trying to give it a chance because I was really excited for it and really wanted to play it. But yeah, it's been it's been brutal. N- not just the game-breaking bugs, but the, uh, the host of technical issues, the rendering, the parts of the game not loading correctly. It's been It's just in a really poor state. So that's been a real bummer. And there's even a lot of things coming out before the game released. I don't know if you heard, but they... Maybe it was like two weeks before the game was supposed to come out. The their Twitter account like made a tweet saying, um, you know, the game's only gonna release with uh, a 30 frames per second um, rendering in mode that you can play in. And they had stated earlier in the in the game's production that they were gonna have 60 FPS. And like by now, like most games, we're we're expecting to be at 60 FPS because we've entered like a new generation of game consoles, yeah. except for the Switch. And, and that's uh, the reason why we're all on <laughs> Series X and yeah. PlayStation Five. Yeah, and even that wasn't a big deal to me. I mean, if a game's good, it'll be good regardless of you know what the frames per second is. So I wasn't like super bummed about that. Um, I didn't flip out like a lot of. Uh, other people did. And when I say a lot of people, I just mean like nerds on the internet. I think the <laughs> mass of people who play video games didn't really care either. Um, but it, it didn't bother me. So I was still, even after hearing that news, I was still pretty stoked for this game. Um, the 30 frames per second, even having 60 frames per second, I still wouldn't have saved this game, sadly. It just it lacks a lot of content. I really think they just kind of rushed it out the door. I don't really know what the issue was. Phil Spencer, though, the head of Xbox, did get on and make a statement on another podcast show, the uh, the Kind of Funny show, and uh, he talked about Redfall and the, the release of it and what led up to it and kind of owned up and said, you know, we should have been more um, hands-on with the production of it and making sure things were at a quality state. So, I mean, he tried to, to own up to it and say that, you know, it was his fault for it being released in the state that it was in. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's baffling, like, how bad it is. I mean, you could search it on YouTube and see uh, 
what it's like. Actually, you know what? I was going to play gameplay of it while I was talking about it, but I forgot to pull it up. Do you think that's why it came out straight to Game Pass? Because it wasn't ready and they knew? Um, uh, well, the studio Arcane and Bethesda published it. You know, they're owned by Microsoft. So I think it was going to come out to the Game Pass regardless. You know, I couldn't tell you why they released it in the state they did. My only guess would be like they knew that even with the better performance, 60 frames per second, that it still wasn't going to be that great of a game because it has some other kind of <laughs> real big flaws. And so I think they just thought like, let's just release it and kind of move on from it. And I mean, I'm sure they're going to keep patching it and they'll make improvements to it. I'm sure it'll get better over the next year or so. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been rough. So you're saying this game does not have the gather party stamp of approval. <laughs> yes, if I I've been thinking about dabbling into some video game reviews and trying it out. And yeah, this definitely would get a pretty low uh review on my scale. But yeah, so I've been I've been wanting to finish it though. Cuz like I said, I'm, you know, I don't want to dump on the game too hard cuz the the whole internet has already torn this game to shreds since its yeah. release. So, I won't go too much in into more of all of its downfalls. It does have some redeeming qualities. It has some really cool, it has a really cool atmosphere and kind of world that they built. And the more I play it, I was just thinking um, the other night when I was playing that I really think they're trying to go, um, sadly, and try and like imitate uh, what Destiny kind of offers. I think they're trying to go for like a live service approach game. And so it's kind of like this, it's not a shared world kind of like Destiny is where there's like a, a multitude of players in there, but it can be played with up to four players sharing a world. Watching the gameplay, it it's a little choppy. Um, it looks a little bit like, um, gosh, I'm blanking on the name, but what that VR game that everyone plays... Um, it's a little. It's it's a combination of a little bit cartoony, trying to be um, realistic at the same time. Yeah, I can't think of what that VR game is, but yeah, it is a little. I mean, this is a YouTube clip we're watching, so it's going to be a little choppy. But you really notice. Well, I was the, just watching the with the movement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in like a first-person shooter game, you can really notice. You know, when the the frames. Um, are not moving that quickly. Um, but it looks really good when you move slowly in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're sprinting around and you're shooting enemies, uh, it doesn't look as good. And yeah, so yeah, I was, I mean. In, in a generation of games where um, the big games that you see come out, you can't really tell if it's a movie or um, almost a, um, a live action. Or whatnot, where even in a 2K game where you can see every bead of sweat, you would you would expect these games coming out to step up their games or step up their game, no pun intended, <laughs> um, to match that level. And you know, sadly, the graphics are probably the least of this game's concerns right now. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It um yeah, it just doesn't have a whole lot of depth to it. You know, it's very shallow. Um, they they like I said, they they built a really cool world and a cool atmosphere, but that's really all all it has to offer. And really cool like characters. 
that was another really strong point of the game i think they had you know out of the four characters you can play as they're all pretty unique have pretty interesting backstories and um the abilities that they can have are you know lead to some different play styles but only in like every couple of minutes you know for the most part every character is playing the same way you're just shooting stuff and then you have an ability you can use every every uh you know minute or so but one do, of the things do you that, know what uh, sorry to cut you off do you know what good. this reminds me of what as far it? as play mode and graphics the army of two series oh really i never pl- i know what the series is but i never played them wasn't that like a third person shooter game like over uh, the shoulder you could do both point of view oh really yeah you could switch which shoulders i think it was one of the first games you could switch which shoulder you were looking over to shoot um and you had to be had to work with another person and tell them what to do and they didn't have abilities or anything but yeah um i'm seeing some similarities in the roads and the um, barricades that are up there and um, how easily the enemy is defeated and how they're moving. <laughs> yeah, the, the AI has been uh, another thing that's been just brutal in this game. And, you know, they, they usually, I mean, they either just blatantly run at you and charge at you or they're sitting 50 yards away with like a shotgun trying to shoot you and just standing in the open just just going off this one like how they're moving to take cover they're not even going towards where there's cover yeah (laughs) i'm I'm pretty sure i'm close to the end of the game though sadly it's like i'm i'm starting to play it to the point where i'm like just starting to go through it and hope that i get to the end soon which is you know usually i don't do now because i don't have a ton of time to play video games so usually at a certain point i'll just stop playing the game and I was just going to ask is like what brings you to the point where you're just done with the game because I know the games you played in the fo- before where you've 100% a character and then you start your ghost account and then yeah. <laughs> um, for your person that sucks at yeah. the game you'll get you'll do some levels for them uh, we're not talking about anyone specific <laughs> um, yeah. well, what what is where do you draw the line in with this game isn't worth your time yeah i typically i try to finish most games that i play and start um you know really it's just gets to the point where it stops being fun and you know i'm that's why i try to say i'm not going to talk anymore about like the flaws this game has because like you can just search any youtube video on this Mm -hmm. game and they'll break down in detail all the flaws um everyone it's gotten super bad reviews you know from players and critics it's it's been rough um but the the world and the story um is somewhat interesting and like hunting vampires and killing vampires um is a fun part of the game you know i wish there was more variety in the vampires that's definitely just like with the human enemies you face there's like only about five or six different vampires that you encounter like different enemy types and then you know just your standard vampire with no abilities too that you fight a lot of and there's only about like four or five uh versions um you know like sorry not versions but 
uh, I mean, like the look of them, you know, the mm. rendering, the, the design of the characters. They just reuse the same design yeah. on all the vampires, so you're fighting like the same three looking vampires throughout the entire game. So that was a disappointment too. Um, but I mean, I really like exploring um, the world and like you know, there's all kinds of um, little notes and little things to like piece together what happened in this town uh, that the game takes place in and. I think part of me too is just because I was so hyped for this game that like I feel like I need to finish it because mm. I've been wanting to play it for so long. Um, so so maybe that's just like a sad thing. But I typically like to finish games when I start them, I, even if um, I don't want to say even if I'm not enjoying the game because if I'm just not having fun playing it, then I will just stop playing it. Um, but there is some fun to be had in this game still. Um, but it's definitely not in like the AI or the you know, amazing combat. Um, so I've been trying to just do the story missions now and enjoy what I can out of the story. And then I'll probably move on with just one playthrough of it. Hopefully I just have like a couple more hours left in it. Mm. But yeah, I've been playing that most of this month. And uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll try and review this one. But I feel like there's so many reviews out now for this game and they've all been just uh, just kind of tearing it apart so i don't think there's really anything more i could add that anyone else would need to know about this game i mean because you played it when it came out when they patched things in a year or whatever you can see what they did and yeah i don't know yeah I, I don't know if i'll try and come back to it i guess it really just depends you know on i think the only way i'd come back to it is if you or one of our other friends wanted to play it so and the, it was in a slightly better state um, it has a um, co-op feel to it. Um, it. The videos I'm watching, it's just one person going at it. So you can solo these missions. Is yeah, you can. They when they made when they first announced the game and started showing uh, some gameplay of it and kind of like some developer insights to it, they said it was going to be a multiplayer uh, kind of looter shooter game but can be com played and completed completely single player. So how it works is you can host a game and then your friends can join. So you can have up to, there's four characters, four playable characters, so you can have up to four people in a game. What is interesting though is it's uh, you know, this kind of co-op designed game, but only the person who's host gets any story progression in the game. So wow. your friends who join your game don't progress in the story at all. If they go back into their game, they're you know, still at whatever point they were when they joined your game. So that was kind of a, so that was kind of like a, you know, I guess I don't want to say bad because I don't design video games. So I'm not like an expert or anything, but a very interesting design choice for the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not sure what their logic was on it. So there's a lot of things like that where just real head scratcher decisions that were made on this game. And this was... I mean, for the not like their only first-party title of this year, but this was like one of the big releases for Xbox this year, and it had a lot riding on it. And for it to fall as hard as it did was pretty bad. I mean, to have the you know Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, on on podcast talking about how they failed and he's you know regretting some of the choices they made with the oversight of this game, it's pretty rough. But I think, you know, they'll patch it. I think it'll be improved. It'll probably be, you know, a mid-tier game once they fix some of the the visual bugs and the kind of game-breaking bugs that it's been experiencing. 
when I was playing the other night, I my game crashed three times on a mission. And each time the game crashes, or if even if it kicks you out for like disconnecting from the server, or if the game shuts down completely, when I load my game back up, it takes you to back to your safe house. And I have to run all the way to where the mission is again, and then fight the enemies because they all respond again, and then get to the, the point I was at. So that happened three times, and that if was pretty I, frustrating. <laughs> if I have any pet peeve, it's, it's, it's traveling in a game. Uh, like running from place to place. Yes, it, my that's my biggest critique on like, oh, like Assassin's Creed when you have to sail somewhere, or shoot even <laughs> Breath of the Wild where you have to run across the entire game until you get the ability to jump from place to place. Is, I mean, if if a game failed me that many times, I would not, I would not come back. Yeah. So. You know, uh, now that you bring that up, though, I was going to ask you: Are you planning on playing Tears of the Kingdom? Because you have to switch. Um, it, it's gonna, it's gonna depend on if the 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 crew buys it. Um, I still have a couple friends that we get on, we get on Switch, and we'll play the same classic games we used to. Um, but that's again, that's the social aspect of playing Super Smash or Mario Kart. Yeah, so you're not um, a big single player game. I, I'm not, yeah. but if they got it and. Um, we were gonna like not necessarily go through it together, but go through it at the same time. Then I would consider it. Um, I played the first one. I actually don't think I finished it. I gave it to my brother-in-law, who was um, really itching to get through the game. And well, some and, say it's the greatest. He game still has it, but ever made so no, the first one, Breath of the Wild. I mean, I enjoyed it just because it was the it was really the first game we I played on the Switch. Was it your first uh, Zelda game, or have you played the other? That was my others? first Zelda game. Wow, it's a good one to start with. But anyways, every day, as far as the next game goes, I go back and forth whether I'm going to buy. I'm going to end up buying one of them. Um, between I know I'm I'm late to the game. Um, Hogwarts. Oh um, yeah, that's I, on my list. I have a long list of games that I. Yeah. Hope to play one day. And it's either going to be Hogwarts or um, the next Star Wars. Is it Solo Survivor or... Jedi Survivor. Jedi right Survivor. That was, <laughs> was close. Yeah. Um, I didn't play Fallen Order, so I don't think I'll play Jedi Survivor. Unless it goes on the Game Pass, because Fallen mm -hmm. Order was on Game Pass. So maybe if it goes on to there, then I'll just watch a recap of Fallen Order. Because um, it's not a... Fallen I, Order is I not mean, a very short game, so I wouldn't no. be able to just <laughs> run through it quickly. The only thing that would stop me from getting Jedi Survivor is I haven't finished um, for, um, the last one. I do own it. Um, I enjoyed every part of it. It was just... Um, I don't... It, just me personally, when a game starts feeling like a job, then it, the joy of it goes down. Yeah. Um, when it's not a co-op game or, hey, let's get on at this time and uh, kill a couple hours online. Like, that's way more fun than I'm going to sit here and build this skill tree and yeah. finish the story. But it was still a really cool game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite. Love a good skill tree. Mm. Love grinding it out by myself. <laughs>
let's get into some news here, Bogey. I don't know if you heard, but there was another top 100 games ever made list made. And these lists, they come out all the time, every year. You know, usually most major media outlets that cover entertainment or video games make these lists. And they're, I get, you know, they're kind of fun. I get it. Like, you know, you get together and you make these huge lists and release them. People like to talk about them, disagree on, on every choice that's made. So I get that part that's fun, but... It's recently good, it's G- good content yeah it's good content and it's good to get people engaged in your content because they yes. want to everyone wants to tell you why your opinion is wrong on why that made the list uh, but GQ uh, like maybe a week or so ago released an article about uh, the 100 games ever made and I know they they reached out to a lot of people in uh, like uh, game media coverage like I, I know there's quite a few people from IGN and some other outlets that contributed to this list they, I was going to say they're not normally known for their expertise in video game knowledge. Yeah, honestly, I've, n- I've never read uh, a magazine, IGQ. I don't even know what GQ was. I thought GQ was like, uh, I don't even know, for male models, uh, male fashion. Didn't, isn't GQ the magazine what? that does like the most attractive man of the year or something? Like, Isn't that how you make the cover of GQ's magazine? Uh. You're you're asking the wrong person. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure someone's listening. Whenever to this I hear and... male model, I get strong Zoolander vibes. Yeah. When I think of GQ, uh-huh. I think of Zoolander. Like that's what I picture. Yes. <laughs> someone who, Owen Wilson, who takes yeah. pictures for GQ, is probably someone like Derek Zoolander. Yeah. Uh, it stands for Gentleman's Quarterly. Is it, does it really? Yes. Oh, Gentleman's Quarterly. So it's a gentleman's magazine. Yes. Which that, I mean... Makes it sound so much worse. Yeah. I'm getting a whole different image in my head now. But. I, I see why they changed... <laughs> they shortened it to GQ. Yeah. Because, gentleman's I mean, quarterly. Gentleman's Quarterly, it brings up a different kind of, um, let's say, viewership yeah. in, in, in my mind. Yeah. And not normally something... I mean, we're of course, we're looking at their website, and it doesn't say that anywhere. But it goes over fashion, grooming, culture, watches. Which yeah. I, I at are first are talking I, about like what to watch, or are we talking about the thing that goes tick no, tick on your that's wrist? That's what I thought at first, but I believe that is just a section completely dedicated to wristwatches. Wow. Okay. <laughs> they put a big emphasis on timepieces. Yeah. And second to the last is sports. And oh. if you're going to. Um, the stereotypical male thing, I think I would put that one a little bit before fashion. Yeah, if, well, if you're asking me. Yeah, I was trying to think about what GQ is, and I was, at first I thought it was just fashion for guys. And yeah. so I was thinking, like, okay, so why would they make a list of 100 um, best video games? And maybe I'm thinking, like, probably GQ, like, 10, 15 years ago, was appealing to, like, a you know like 35 and up audience of like mature men and now we are into that category of where like the millennials now i'm not not quite there (laughs) yeah not quite at 35 but i'm just saying the gq is probably more catered to like what was it gen x is the one before us i thought we were gen x i thought gen x and millennials might be gen x I'm just kidding we're we're the same one we're we're millennials i think i I think think gen Gen x and and millennial are the same thing. 
No, Gen X is before millennials. Which one am I thinking of then? You're thinking of, I don't know what you're thinking uh, of, but <laughs> there's uh, Gen Z, which is after us. Yes. There's one after that, and it's also. What, after Gen Z? Yeah, there, there's a... Uh, I thought they're still on Gen Z. No, there's a new one. Really? Yeah, like the, I feel like, like that's something we should look Is my up. son uh, that generation? He, he's going to be probably the one after that. Oh, wow. Um, no, he'd be... Because he's... The generation is the generation you are is based on what year you were born. So I think. Yes. Anyways, I was just I was just thinking out loud, and I was thinking, okay, they they're probably GQ is now trying to appeal to like millennial males, which are also like the highest population of video game players. So that's why I'm sure this GQ is starting to try and write some articles think pieces on video games they're trying to maybe you know cast a wider net here but what does gq know about video games i don't know and from this list i don't know if it's too much and i know these lists are always subjective what'd you look up so general i was incorrect i'm not generation x i'm not quite that old um yeah it's like born in like the 80s right gen x gen x is from eight Excuse me, 18. That would be way too old. Um, 1965 to 1980. Oh, um, wow. Baby boomers are from 1946 to 1964. Millennials, I feel like, is a is also a big group here. Is anyone from 81, that is 1981, to 1996. And then Generation Z, or Gen Z, is 1997 to 2012. Um, the newest emerging group is Gen Alpha, I believe. That's a cool name for yeah. generation. Uh, I mean, I can Gen I switch Alpha. to that one? <laughs> can I can I identify as a Gen Alpha? So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I am 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, wow. so yeah, my son's Gen Alpha. That's a cool one. But anyways... Uh, yeah, this, so I don't care for these lists very much or even care to really like read them. Usually when these lists come out from like IGN or like Game Informer, GameSpot, you know, I look at it, I look at like the top 10, maybe 20 games and move on with my day. But, uh, this list for whatever reason, just really just rubbed me the wrong way. (laughs) I, I haven't, yeah, I know you're going in blind tier to this list and I've already gone through it. At least the bottom fifty and like. It, top this is 30. all time or cur- like. This is all time. This is what they think are like, the all cause, time. Because I can think of five games that are if they're not in this list. Then. Yeah, and we won't go through all of them, but I want to show you just some ones that I think are slightly egregious, and then then I would love to hear what your <laughs> what your top games are. Um, but right off the bat, this one rubbed me really the wrong way. And I know you've played, I think you've played this game too, but their hundredth game. So the last game on their list or to start off their list. Their quote unquote worst game. No, not worst, not worst game, but in the the bottom of their top games. I read the screen before he announced it. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That goodness. So immediately when I saw this as the hundredth spot, I thought, this list, mm. this list is whack. This is not going to be a good list. <laughs> this is one of those games that games. is always downloaded. It does not get deleted, even when space is tight on my Xbox. Yeah, there's people. I mean, people are still playing this game. 
like replaying. I, like I, I, I played this game this year. Yeah, there's uh, most people play that are fans of Star Wars play Knights of the Republic at least once a year or every couple of years and yeah. do it again. So the fact that it's the hundredth spot, and I get they're saying it's you know a top one hundred. There's thousands of games that have been released, but to be hundred, the start of your list as what some consider not only the greatest Star Wars game of all time, but the greatest RPG of all time. Um, and I'm not saying it is the greatest RPG, but it's you know a favorite of a lot of people. I I just thought this was strange to have as the hundredth spot. Yeah. If if they find if they ever make this movie, then that that game will jump yeah. by their list. It'll end up being three overall. Yeah, yeah. and it, I don't know really. I mean, all they said was you know the best one hundred games ever made, or I think the article is called hundred games of all time. And so I don't know what their criteria is. Are they trying to pick like influential games of all time? Are they trying mm-hmm. to pick games that you know had the highest? You know, critic scores, are they trying to pick games that have the highest player scores? Are they trying to pick games with the greatest sales? I can't really tell from this sales list. Sales or longest active servers or... Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it seems like this list was like they entered it into like an AI and asked them what the <laughs> top 100 games are and this is what it spit back out at them. Well... But anyway, so just right off the bat, I was really Like, just, I don't know if this one would have been in my top five just because... It's lacking this social aspect, but it is when I, when I, when you said this list, this this game was in it, and it was not going to be at a hundred. Yeah, I, I just think it was a really poor decision. Whoever decided to publish this list to not think maybe we should just put any other game in the hundred spot. Like let's let's there has to be some game in our list where we could switch knights of the republic and just put it a little bit higher and have the list start off with some other game mm-hmm. i just feel like starting this list off with knights of the republic in the hundredth spot uh, mean, was, a, was just a, a wild decision that one could have been at 100 age of empires like <laughs> yeah oh, i mean that, that one would have also been pretty questionable yeah. i mean age of empires 2 is at 98 which you know is an amazing rts game and I think deserves to be a little bit higher than 98. But, I mean, that's the first social game I played. Did you play uh, the original on PC? I did. Nice. They just remi- it together they, uh, remade it for the Xbox. You can play oh. it on there now. They ported it. Adding it to the list? Yeah. <laughs> I played it with uh, Dylan. I did one game with him. Nice. I haven't played it too much. Your, um, your former guest, Dylan? <laughs> yeah. Episode uh, two. Original Super Mario Bros. game made it at ninety six on the list. Which there's other Super Mario games. I think three is up there pretty high. It might have been like one of the top tens. I'll go to the top ten. We won't go through like all their games. But I just wanted to see Good. what some Super of the other questionable ones were, yeah. I mean And I don't think and Super Mario Kart was ninety, the original Super Mario Kart. I don't think Super Mario Kart 8 was even on this list, the most recent Mario Kart game. I mean, that's to probably... be honest, I'd rather play this one than 8. Really? But, again, <laughs> we're talking about that social aspect, playing, like, well, Mario uh, blowing Kart into 8. the cartridge and jamming it in there. <laughs> oh. Sorry for your uh, the microphone n- right the there. N- but the, n- the nostalgia of it. Yes. Not so much and the social. Because Mario Kart 8 is much more social than... The original it's Mario easier Kart. to be social, <laughs> yeah. but you're literally bumping elbows and 
talking trash and that um, stuff. There's there's just all kinds of weird ones too. Like mm-hmm. Hitman World of Assassination is 89th on this list. And I think Hitman deserves to be on this list. I just don't know if World of Assassination... Because that's what's so weird about this list, is they have games like uh, Super Mario, the original one, the original Mario Kart. But then for the Hitman games, they only put World of Assassination, which was kind of like the revamp of the series where they kind of remade it and redid it. So a, a much more modern version of Hitman than the older titles. So yeah, this list is just kind of all over the place. Super Mario Odyssey at 87. I think that's super low because that's, uh, I mean, some people consider that one of the best Super Mario games. And it's one of the most recent ones that was Mm -hmm. made, which makes sense. I mean, Nintendo does an amazing job at improving their games. So the most recent titles are going to be the best of those series. I don't know. What is this picture of? This is not from Super Mario Odyssey. They have a picture... Unless maybe I just haven't played Super Mario Odyssey, but that doesn't even look like a screenshot from the game. There's like that screenshot where they zoomed in and we can control the T-Rex, you throw your hat. I mean, a lot of titles I recognize. Um, I thought that one would be a lot higher, even though it's not high on my list. Yeah, this one was interesting, too. That's why I was saying I don't understand their criteria for what mm-hmm. kind of list this is. Because they, they have a Fortnite. monetary value of a game. Yeah. Fortnite is at 81, so they they think there's 81 games that are better than Fortnite. And while I think that may be true, depending on the metrics you're looking at, Fortnite's probably one of the most successful, yeah. um, most played Gen games. There's Gen Z and Gen Alphas that will fight you over this <laughs> ranking. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying too. Like, okay, uh, when I was thinking about like who is GQ trying to write this article to, and they're trying to write it to like millennial men. And people like me and you aren't gonna. We're gonna agree that yeah, oh yeah, Fortnite. It is, should be yeah. should be on the list, but it should be very low because you know. But it's, millennials are very eighty-one to ninety-six. So growing up in the two thousands, growing up in the nineties, growing up in the eighties, those are very different people. And I don't know if you played Metro Prime. They just made a remaster for the Switch. But this is probably, I mean, this was one of the greatest games that came out on the Nintendo GameCube, and probably one of the best in the Metroid series, and it's at 75 on this list. There's just a lot of games on the bottom tier of this list that I think should have been much higher. But I'm going to go, we won't go through all of them. I'll, I know I keep saying that, but we're going to eventually go. I'm just going to speed up to the the top of the list. Left 4 Dead 2 at 70. Yeah, there's so many games on the bottom tier of this list that... uh are just a little baffling to me. That's the one I was looking for. Goldeneye? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Goldeneye, it, just, it is a really good game. Just I just think of the hours that, again, mo- most yeah. of my memories going back with some of these games are like that tiny TV that when video games only had one cable, it wasn't even the three... Things you had to plug in, like I guess it is one cable now, but or like coax cable, yeah. <laughs> and when you're you're all two inches away from the TV and the, you're taking damage in the game and outside the game. That's what I think about this game. <laughs> yeah, and screen peeking. And some <laughs> advice: it's only yeah illegal if you get caught. That's right. Um, but yeah, I, weirdly, 
I'd be okay with Goldeneye being on a bottom tier of a hundred top one hundred list just because it hasn't aged super well. Cause they just re oh they didn't remaster it. They ported it to consoles recently, and uh, I try I gave it a run and played through some of it on the Xbox, and uh, yeah, it was a little rough. But it was nice. I've been waiting with for it a, to go it on the Switch. It was nice playing with two joysticks because on mm. the sixty four you only had one. That was a major improvement. <laughs> I replayed this one on the Wii, and it had the motion controls in it. So if you move the nunchuck, you literally would go from... You would have to aim with them together. Oh, that's super weird. You know, everything about the Wii was a little weird. I'm going to scroll down now to... I can't can't remember if there was any other bottom tier ones that I was super disappointed in. So I think I'm just going to skip up now to the top of their list. Uh, What do you you think is up in the top ten of this list? Give me some guesses. Judging by this, there's probably in the top ten, half of them are Call of Duties. <laughs> that would be funny. I don't think I don't remember even the top ten. Because I haven't seen it. any yet, so I'm guessing they're probably. We passed up Modern there. Warfare. It oh, was, that's true. It was low. That's it, true. Was, uh, it was like in the 80s, mm-hmm. I think. The first Modern Warfare, which again I think that one should be slightly higher because it really changed. Well, Call of Duty 3, the one before Modern Warfare, kind of started to implement some of the things like XP and ranking up and things like that. But I feel like Modern Warfare is really when that switch in Call of Duty came where they focused on multiplayer, ranking up, yeah. prestiging. So, season. yeah. No, um, no season pass, but. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask? Is this. Sorry, does this a... include arcade games? Yeah, this is just any game. Okay. Any game ever made out of the thousands, you know, that have been so released. So is Pac-Man going to end up on this? It might be. I think there is a couple classic arcade games okay. that were in the top ten. Well, that makes me like the list a little bit more. Yeah, I don't... The top ten, I wasn't as... The top ten was just like your standard top ten list of pretty much everyone. I mean, there wasn't anything in their top ten that was super controversial. It was the bottom tier of the list that... When I first started reading it. Well, there's nine. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We can just... It's a good starting point right here. I know you would have put that one in there. For sure. Uh, yeah, so we'll start with number ten. Half-Life 2. The top ten of this list... This is why I think they just like entered it into some sort of AI like ChatGPT and just asked for a list of 100 best games because the top ten is like... Everyone who looks at this top ten would probably say, like, okay, I can see why that game's in there. Just a lot of on-the-fence great games that probably everyone would agree are. Yeah. Could be anywhere, could move anywhere in between one through ten on this list. Maybe not one through ten, because I don't think anyone would say Half-Life 2 is the number one game ever made. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, Dark Souls at number nine, which that was an interesting one. Definitely would be in my top ten. I, I don't think a lot of people who are fans of Dark Souls would put, like, the first Dark Souls as their favorite one. I think it's more of nostalgia for me, but it's it's one of my favorite ones. So that was an interesting one. Portal 2 at number 8. And I only played Portal 1, so I can't speak to number 2, but I know the co-op that was introduced in Portal 2, people really enjoyed it. Metal Gear Solid, the original one on the PlayStation, made it to number 7. No, it's not before your Well, time. not before my Maybe video before game Before you were time. playing video games, yeah. yeah. Before your parents allowed you to play video games. <laughs> I was five. <laughs> I was playing Metal Gear Solid at four years old. Oh my goodness. 
I wasn't playing it, but I was watching my <laughs> older brother play it. Okay. Uh, Mass Effect 2 at number 6, which I was pretty happy about. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think the top 10, everyone will kind of agree, should be somewhere in the in that area. Witcher 3 made it into number 5. I Is know that, that one. so high because of the TV series? No, probably... No, it's just a great game. I mean, the TV series has been pretty disappointing for most fans of The Witcher. Um, and I read... I read I'm re- currently reading through the book series, but I played all the video games, and I was pretty disappointed in the show, too. And they're changing the lead role. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm-mm. From It was Henry Cavanaugh, and now I it's did, going I did to know be... What what's, is the, it? what's the lesser known uh, Liam brother? Liam is his Hemsworth. Uh, oh, Hemsworth. <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> the lesser known one whose only name I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the the one that was married to Miley. Yeah, he's replacing Henry Cavanaugh, so that's going to be so interesting. What, well, I want to know what that guy did. He lost Superman, now he lost The Witcher. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, on, is, he he seems, too, is he too much of a nerd? Is he, um... It seems like... His favorite game is Warhammer. Yeah. And that's a special kind of... Um, yeah, and that's super nerdy if you're into Warhammer. Yeah. Because Warhammer pers- people, they they paint their own um, armies. They yeah, if do you're doing all that like kind the, of stuff. Yeah, if you're doing like the tabletop game. Yeah. Because there's tabletop games and there's also video games of it. And books and, and yeah. all that stuff, too. But yeah, so he's, I think it's, I don't know. I used to think it was because he's like really passionate. And that's what they said happened with The Witcher. He had played all the video games, read all the books, and had a lot of disagreements about what the writers were doing with the show and how it wasn't the same as the source material, which happens, you know, like Mm -hmm. when anyone makes a TV show or movie about a video game or book, it's going to, they're going to use their own liberties to change things because they know a lot of people are fans of the books are going to, watch that and they're gonna most people don't want an exact one-to-one translation because then it's just like you're just watching what you already read but they were there were some pretty bad things they did with some of the characters in the tv show that even i was like why why would they do that but anyways i think it's because he is just really passionate about things and Mm -hmm. speaks his mind and kind of rubs people the wrong way but it does seem like it's like becoming like a that's always so hard to think of words on a podcast. Yeah, you, you put a microphone. Like, imagine if there's a camera here too. Um, yeah, but it seems like pattern it's a, a pattern is occurring. Yeah, where he gets these roles and then through some sort of drama leaves, and mm-hmm. so I'm starting to wonder if like maybe he's just like a hard person to work with. Uh, at some point, we were trying to vote him king of the nerds. Yeah, I mean, I think he still is online. But, I mean, he's. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea what he's like in real life, but just based on the interviews I've watched, um, he seems like he's a pretty down-to-earth person. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, number four, Bloodborne, which is made by FromSoft, who made Dark Souls. and So it's a very similar game to that. I know you haven't played Bloodborne before. Um, but I'm okay with it being up high on this list. Had it like a top three Souls-like games or FromSoft games. It would... Bloodborne would probably be my number two or number three pick. <laughs> number three, getting oh, down to the last three here. Good old Tetris. Oh. Original 1985 release on, I think, Game Boy Advance. Uh, not Game Boy, sorry, not Game Boy Advance, just the original Game, Game Boy. Game Boy, yeah, yeah. look by the coloring. 
Oh no, this is on what? Even what, older, what is the that? Electronica 60 before the Game Boy. Pre 1990s games. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean Tetris. So uh, Tetris, fun fact, is how I got through the first two years of college. Really? Um, there's a game. I never knew that about you. Uh, yeah, there, it was called Tetris Battle. I believe it was through Facebook, and it was um, against other people. And whenever you cleared a row, it sent it to the other person's screen. I like I had to be focusing on. I can't just listen to the professor read their slides and their notes. Like I, I it gave me something to focus on while the person was talking. And um, there they were times that I, I remember, I mean, I, I, um, a um, professor that we both had, um, I'm not trying to call anybody out here. Just do it. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> um, it's not John Smith, um, but they have a similar last name. <laughs> um, <laughs> John Smith is a unique last name to... Well, that's not... Anyways. <laughs> I mean, he, he had me stay after class. He's like, you stared at your computer the entire class period. Oh, wow. He called you out on he it. He did. And, um, but I had the mental... Because I, I was paying attention. And, the, and I was able to say what we did in class that day and all that kind of stuff. It oh, was just... Really? That's impressive. I mean, you you had that professor too, and yeah. it, it's very hard in that class. Yeah. So that's impressive because even if you weren't staring at your screen and you were listening to everything he was saying, it's hard to say back what he was talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think I'm the reason he banned computers from his class the next two years. Um, but anyways, back to video game. I guess that was a video game. <laughs> Um, being used I remember in academics. explicitly playing Hearthstone in his class. Okay. Uh, so he got over it. Yeah, he I never didn't. called me out on it. So yeah. Luckily. But yeah. Tetris at number three. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, I can't even argue this. You know, it's just it's Tetris. Yeah, it's, it's Tetris. Yeah. It's it, it can be on any it's, phone, it's any been platform. It's reported probably than any game ever. Yeah, I mean, it's on my Switch, it's on my phone, like... Uh, number two, this uh, one surprised me. This one shocked me, and I think this was definitely a result of the current culture. I don't know what would be the way to phrase it. The current, uh, just entertainment, you know? I don't know okay. what the... Entertainment cycle, the current. Uh, the Last of Us got the number two spot, the original Last of Us that was on the PS3. And a very awesome game. I played through this one on the PS3 and loved it a lot. I don't know if I personally would include it in like a top 10 of my all-time favorite games or best games, but... Number two. It's probably in a lot of people's. So that's why I, like, I still stand by my theory that they just entered this into like Chad GPT and spit out a list for them. Number one, Legend okay, of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which you uh, just alluded to earlier, and I said some people consider it the best game ever made, so that's, I was kind of making a joke about this list, but this is... Uh, I have a question. Are there any first-person shooters in the top ten? Uh, no, none. Yeah, that that's was an, crazy. Yeah, that was another thing that I was really surprised about, because I thought... I know Doom 
is on this list. I don't know if Wolfenstein is, but I was really shocked Doom should be. how low Doom was. Actually, it might have been... It was, it was the upper tier of the list, so I think it was in the top 30. Um, but I... That, that's what I was saying. Like, I don't know what their criteria was for this list. If they're going for just like most influential or most uh, copies sold or highest, you know, reviews. I mean, I know this game was liked by a lot of people, and I'm probably the only one, only person who owns a Switch that owned the game that didn't finish it. But, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I get it by how people liked it. I mean, I liked it too. Um, but no first-person shooters. Um, I didn't see, by our quick browse, I didn't see any quote-unquote fighting games. Yeah, there was uh, fighting games on here. Okay. I think um, Street Fighter 2 was kind of in the upper, okay. like, that, top that, 30 of the list. That's I was looking for. Um, but that was your... I think that might be the only one that I can remember. Like, uh, like for me, like, one of the Super Smash Brothers is gotta be in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, and that's a I can't remember if it's on there. I wish I didn't have to scroll through this article and could just look at a list if you of do, bulleted points. If you do Control F, can you? Yeah, I don't think Super Smash Bros made it on here. I don't think any Mortal Kombat game made it on this list. I don't believe any. Tekken made it on this list, so I think that those make sense. Those three fighting games would definitely should. Yeah, one of the one, one of, of their should be on should there be somewhere yeah. on that list. Um, the cult falling that each one of those has. Yeah, um, but I could be wrong. Maybe I just skipped over it and missed it because this website is awful, full of ads, and this Chromebook I'm using to look through it is uh, pretty slow. So you have the original Half Life. At number 52, and Half-Life 2 is number 10. It's a big jump for that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing that was super weird to me is I don't think was on this list was Grand Theft Auto 5. They had Grand Theft Auto 4 and 3 on here, but not Grand Theft Auto 5, which is still like the highest grossing game yeah. of all time. <laughs> Very interesting metrics. Well, also, I thought of... They must have oh, sent a... Oh, I, I mean, never mistake. mind. Grand Theft Auto 5 was on there. Cut that, cut that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it definitely should be higher. I mean, I think Grand Theft Auto Five at 48 is, is pretty low for it. Grand Theft Auto Five, Fortnite should be way higher. Yeah. Um, I think two games that aren't my style, but I, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Like I said, all these lists are super... A lot of people would put... Subjective, but... That game... Oh, goodness, those next two... Yeah. Should be way higher. God of War, uh, the 2018 uh, kind of revamp of the series at 47, and then Destiny 1 at 46. Yeah, I don't know, maybe a little bit higher. I'm okay with Destiny kind of in the middle of this list. This is a game I personally loved a lot, but I know mm-hmm. it was not loved by everyone. I would place it higher in my own personal list. Yeah. Halo 3 at 45. I think Halo 1 was on this list at like 21. Okay. So Halo was I, up I there. I really enjoyed Halo 1. Up there in the almost top 20. <laughs> just I mean, just that, missed out on it. That's where, I mean, for me, that's where Land Party came from. Yeah. Like, I, I had a good friend of mine that every year for his birthday we would 
I don't know what the max amount of Xboxes you could connect together. That's probably a more of a more of a you question. But we we actually had the wired hub, and we were all in a different room. We're part of the house, and I think you could do four. I was thinking it was it was sixteen people in the yeah, game. Yeah, I think sixteen was what because I remember doing but, it for Halo Two. I never did it for Halo that, that, One. Uh, like it just happened every year. Um, the rest of the family found other places to stay. We played all night, and yeah, like, that's awesome. Those are those are good memories to have. I remember with Halo Two, the first time I did uh, like a land party like that with it was actually with a uh, a uh, church group, my Bible study in like junior high. We would do it. <laughs> like the guy who was running our Bible study would. We actually would go to our church because they had the big screens. Wow. And we'd go into the building, he'd set it up on there, and we'd play on the big screens. And yeah, we'd do eight and eight and then six. Rated M for mature. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It was, it was a different time back then. People yeah. didn't care about ratings back then. Yeah, Actually, I they don't I, care now. Yeah, I think I, they cared I, more back then. Yeah, we cared more than, like, <laughs> I came from a very conservative family. Yeah. And I remember my buddy's mom, like, completely almost BSing my mother. Saying like, oh, it's about strategy and camaraderie. It's not about the gore or the killing. And then I go and play. It's like brutality. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, probably with my church group, uh, it's called Halo, so it's probably easy to sneak past people. Didn't even research. uh, Me and our group are going to play Halo tonight, man. (laughs) Uh, Nope. I don't even know where we're at on this list anymore. We're just scrolling right now. Yeah. I said I wasn't going to go through the whole thing, but I was curious because I forgot what some of the middle tiers were. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in like 30 to 10 that uh, I thought was. There's Street there Fighter 2 at 27. Yeah, I think that might have been the only fighting game. So, no Super Smash Brothers, I think, made it on this list. Super surprising. Bioshock at 23, that'd be a little bit higher on my list. So Doom was in the top 20, I think. I think we're getting close to where Doom was. Yep, there it is, number 19. So yeah, I think Doom should definitely be higher. At least Doom or the original Wolfenstein game. But I think, I don't know, I was going to say I think it's because it's an older title, like it hasn't aged well, but then they have the original Tetris on (laughs) 3. So I don't know, this list is all over the place. Did you play Super Mario 64 as a kid? No. Super hard game. I'd love to replay it as an adult now. I played it a ton as a kid and would get like halfway through the game all the time. And I never completed every level or completed the game. Skyrim at 16. I think it may be a tiny bit higher. But I guess it's hard. I feel like I'm saying that about every game. should be a tiny bit higher. So no G... Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 was at 48. And Red Dead Redemption made it into number 2. I think part of the... Red issue- Dead 2 made it at 15. Yeah. I think part of the issue with this list too is like, well, with all of these lists is how you know you're just asking people's opinions on things, mm-hmm. like collecting polls, and yeah. I know they asked a lot of people who work um, at like various gaming media outlets and that cover news and stuff like that. So I feel like this list, I don't know what the right term for it would be. Like they are choosing games that I feel like in the they probably took everyone's games that they submitted, like probably asked them to submit a certain number of top favorite games, and they kind of collected and tallied votes. And I'm sure that's how they kind of made this list. And I'm sure like people 
like when they think of titles like GTA Five or Fortnite, they're like, oh, I'm not choosing that because that's like a, a kids a, that's game. That's a not even a kids game, but that's like that's a normie game. That's like what the casual gamer enjoys, mm-hmm. and I'm a sophisticated video yes. game critic. So I'm sophisticated. Red Dead Redemption should Tetris be at number fifteen. Only player. <laughs> and Grand Theft Auto Five, the highest grossing game, should be somewhere in the middle of this list because yeah. it's. I will only play games on their original console. Yeah. And Super Mario World, I never played this as a kid a lot. So I'm a, I'm happy with the 14 spot that it got. I shouldn't even say I'm happy. I'm not happy about really any of this list. <laughs> I'm just giving my reaction to it. Disco uh, Elysium was a surprising one. This is like a very niche, I feel like, RPG. So this goes along with what I was saying. That I feel like, like video game critics or people that they ask you know, are choosing these... Not necessarily obscure games, because Disco Elysium is like a well-known game, but it's more of like someone who would appreciate video games would really enjoy that, but not the yeah. everyday uh, consumer sort of video like the games. Academy Awards of movies. They're not necessarily the most popular, but they're right. what the Academy adjo- uh, enjoys, or yeah. what their focus was that year. Yeah, that's what... When, the last episode that's not even out yet that's not published me and jordan talked about the academy awards and we Spoilers. talked about how some guns some guns some movies like uh top gun and stuff like that that you know do really well at the box offices they maybe get like some random award at the academy it's like top gun got like best sound or something <laughs> you know it was like the highest grossing film of the year but because Critically, it got like you know average reviews, or the people that the bigs in Hollywood didn't really see the but, value in it. But that was one movie that I did not miss in theaters. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's just like those movies that do super well that aren't like kind of like the artsy or movies that they usually get Academy Awards for. They just get like some random award just to acknowledge them, mm-hmm. but they don't get the best film, best actor, best picture awards. Anyways. Rant over. But I got a couple other news stories. Okay. I don't even know if we'll make it to the third one now, but we'll try. We better. We'll try to. <laughs> <laughs> this one, uh, a little bit of a random uh, story, but I got a theory about it. That's why I wanted uh, who, to talk about it. Who am I looking it. at? Yeah, so you're looking at a picture right now of an up-and-coming uh, actor, rising actor, uh. Nicolas Cage, uh, is going to be making his first appearance in a video game. And not the video game that I ever thought he would be in. Uh, he's going to be appearing in Dead by Daylight, which we talked. Um, I talked about this on the podcast with Jordan because he played a lot of Dead by Daylight. But it's uh, it's kind of like a uh, hide and seek or a monster game where a group of uh, normal people are trying to outrun and outplay a, a monster that's hunting them. And he's going to appear in it. I'm guessing as just a playable character. I'm guessing he's not a monster that you play as to attack players. <laughs> I mean, um, the there was a movie that came out recently um, where Nicolas Cage is a vampire. Yeah, that's some people had some theories about that. They thought, like, oh, maybe he's going to appear as, was it Renfield was the name of that movie? Um, Renfield, he, yeah. he's Dracula in the movie. That's right, yeah. He's yeah. playing as Dracula. And, uh, but I think he's just appearing as just regular Nicolas Cage in the game. But it hasn't been confirmed, but this is my theory because we also got, uh, a couple months ago, uh, an announcement that uh, Bloomhouse, 
which is a production company that makes a lot of scary movies, is making a Dead by Daylight uh, movie. So a movie based off this video game. And now Nicolas Cage is going to be starring in the video game for the first time. So my theory is that Nicolas Cage is also going to be starring in the movie. But they haven't released like a cast list or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's still like very early. Just kind of They just kind of announced that they're working on it. And we don't really have any other information on it. But I think this kind of, I think this confirmed Nicolas Cage is going to be in the Dead by Daylight movie, which uh, it's impressive how many um, IPs that game has gotten because they use a lot of um, movie characters like Jason and Freddy Krueger and all these other movie characters in Saw. And it's almost like getting not quite to the level of like Fortnite and their IPs that they're out able to use and spend money on but dead by daylight must have a lot of money to be able to get someone like nicholas cage to be in their game you know i know he gets uh we kind of joke a lot about nicholas cage and taking roles and you know that he'll take any role but i like nicholas cage i think he's a great actor and if he is in the dead by daylight movie it makes me just a little bit more interested in watching it so if they do get him for it i think that'll be a good pick um but anyways that's just my theory for uh I wish the likeness was a little bit stronger. Yeah, it was. He is uh, a little interesting. I mean, the game isn't known for having like hyper-realistic graphics. Um, but yeah, there's some interesting feature choices. I feel like I don't think Nicolas Cage's nose is that uh, big. Mm-mm. Like, they made his nose like abnormally big. It's almost His nose is almost wider than his mouth in, in this yeah. shot they have. <laughs> and his ears are kind of big, too. But I don't, I can't even think of what Nicolas Cage's I ears mean, look do, like. Do you feel like this is trying to, um, I don't know, taking actors and putting them in games and sort of like, um, I guess, John Wick and Fortnite or Cyberpunk and... <laughs> Same guy. And John Wick. Yeah, yeah. but it's not John Wick. But I'm just trying to put a familiar face that they associate with. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like with Cyberpunk, it really fit the aesthetic of the game a lot. And I think Keanu Reeves was into it. I don't think he was just like doing it just for like money or anything like that. I, I think he just thought it was cool to be in the yeah, video game. I think he just thought it was cool. Yeah. And I think he liked the the story and the world of like cyberpunk. Very Matrixy, and I feel like yeah. the feel of the game. And so I think he was into that. And I don't know. I mean, I've maybe Nick Cage is into Dead by Daylight. Who knows? He does horror movies. I mean, they're not like his main, I feel like, uh, type of movie that he does. But he has done some before, so he might be into it. I think even if the Dead by Daylight movie ends up like not being very good, if it just has Nicolas Cage in it, that'll up the viewership a little bit of it. Even if it's a bad movie, like Nicolas Cage has been in so many bad movies that... Uh, He's almost known for it. Yeah, almost known for it. But Have you ever seen him with a full beard? I think so. I think he's had movies. I know he... One movie that comes to mind where he had a beard was like that medieval movie he was in. Like Season of the Witch or something. It was like a... Maybe during like the Black Plague or something. He was like a knight. Mm. Yeah, not his finest work. I don't think it was a very <laughs> highly reviewed movie. But I just think I, he had like long hair, and I think he had a beard in that movie. But yeah, he's like apparently he's gonna have a full beard in Dead by Daylight. He's a little bit young looking in this Dead by Daylight trailer they have of him. Last story here, I'll hit you with one of the reasons why you came to mind for this episode. Uh, it's been a uh, 
a tragic month for Overwatch. Uh, just recently, it was announced that all their plans... Well, I shouldn't say all. Most of their major plans for a single-player PvE-focused game mode in Overwatch has been completely scrapped, and they're not going to do it anymore. Super crazy to me, on a lot of reasons, on, our, on a lot of levels, because the whole premise from why they switched Overwatch to Overwatch 2 and making it free-to-play was they were going to... Um, kind of revamp the PvE and kind of create this whole standalone PvE game mode. And so now to say they're not doing that at all just seems like there was no point in switching it to Overwatch 2 in the first place, other than to make it free-to-play, which they could have done without calling it Overwatch 2. So, super crazy to me. Are you still playing Overwatch at all? So this is one of those games that um, will still turn on and um, text your buddies and get on and play a few games. Um, one of the draws to Overwatch is, well, it used to be, I guess, Overwatch 1, I should say, is when you start the game, buy the game, whatever it is, you have all the characters with all the abilities. Um, there's no unlock process. Um, this is one of those games that the main crew, um, we've randomly found this game in beta. So we've been playing this game a long time. Um, and I know there was a, um, story mode, whatever you want to call it, um, that was, I could say, alluded to, if not promised for Overwatch 1. Um, but the best we got was um, these offshoot story modes or challenges where it was um, mission-based, but you were going against um, certain characters that were possessed. Or you had to um, beat a ton of ads and um, that type of thing. Um, which um, ended up being part of my favorite part of the game, just really? because when they showed up, they were just there for such a short time that you played them and you tried to find cool squads to put together to um, beat the game. Um, for how limited those were, um, I'm not really surprised that this is <laughs> happening with Overwatch 2. Um. Yeah, I guess I said I was shocked about it. And I, I mean, I am surprised that they're, they came out and blatantly said we're scrapping it all together. But I mean, I, I didn't think when they announced that they're making Overwatch 2 and it was just going to be, uh, you know, kind of porting Overwatch 1 over, I didn't think, oh, this is because they have a lot of cool ideas that they want to... <laughs> create in a new game i you know i believe like oh they're just they, you know they want to hop on this free to play kind of monetization monetization um kind of format for their game and you know, this is how they're doing it which you know, i i hate battle passes and that and that kind of form of monetization but you know i don't buy it and i still play the game so i think that's fine if a game company wants to do that overwatch is still a ton of fun 
Yeah. You know, like a little bit of a hot take. So I'm feeling a little bit spicy from all those Pepsis. <laughs> um, the PVE uh, content that they have released in Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2, I've always thought it was just kind of utter garbage. Not very fun. <laughs> uh, it's always, I mean, it's like fun for maybe like 10 minutes. Like one playthrough is enough I needed for kind of each thing. Like the Junkertown stuff and even the latest one they just did. The, what was it? Can't remember the name of it now. Something Watch. I'll have to go back and try and look at it again. Did you play through them in challenge modes? No, I didn't do the challenge modes. Okay. Well, there's... Because I didn't enjoy just the normal difficulty, oh. so I didn't think I would enjoy a challenge mode. Oh, there, I mean, <laughs> each one is considerably harder. Yeah. Like, um, when you kill an enemy, then there's fire on the ground. Um, or... Um, uh, fire on the ground. Um, each time through, it's a little bit harder. Um, you can limit which characters you can use. It, it switched it up and brought some difference to the grind. Then the rewards got... I mean, they weren't great, but you got extra boxes to open up new skins and emotes and all that type of thing. Um... The switch to Overwatch 2, where it's no longer... I mean, it was never free to play. But even with Overwatch 1, whether you bought it on the physical copy or a digital copy, you had access to everything. Now, it's free to play, and to play certain characters, you have to buy the Paddle Pass. You can you, unlock them, too. Yeah, you can unlock them with some sort of grinding yeah. and again i don't really like my games to feel like a job it's supposed to be an escape it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be social i guess for me it doesn't have to be social but um that's what makes what made me enjoy overwatch and why i play it less now yeah yeah i think with the the battle pass system i don't know this this is going to be another unpopular opinion I think uh, the loot boxes were better than the Battle Pass. Yes. And I know most people will say, well, now you can you know, pay and you can get the premium rewards. And like, there's really cool stuff in the premium rewards, but I feel like with Battle Passes, and this is in any game, not just Overwatch, but when you have these Battle Passes, you know, all the players who like playing the game or are serious about it will grind these Battle Passes out and they all unlock the same skins and now everyone who does that Battle Pass has that same skin. I feel like it takes away some of like the coolness to skins. Or I feel like the rarity that skins had in the loot boxes made them a little bit cooler. You know, pulling the legendary skins from a loot box and having uh, that skin that was rare for other players to have. But I know, like, I mean, some places, are, some countries are like banning loot boxes from being in their games because um, it's being viewed as like a form of like gambling mm. now or kind of like uh, introducing gambling to kids who are playing the games too who are you know paying money to these loot boxes hoping to get something mm. cool out of it but so something that games do not have and this is an exclusive to overwatch is i would call it gamer loyalty so Let's say a certain skin that I put hours and hours to either try and open or use the credits to purchase um, 
without even spending money. Because um, I had to play during this time to this time. Whether it be anniversary or summer games, which was around um, the Olympics, to get that specific skin. Mm -hmm. Someone who came in today with a gift card can buy the same skin in a package and they call it a anniversary pack or a something like that. So there's no benefit to being a, um, call it a year one player um, mm. or a beta player even at that point. There's no yeah, uh, benefit be a beta. to, yeah, there, there's, there's no, I guess, by sticking it around, I, I didn't get... I mean, it would have been awesome to say, if you had downloaded at any point, if you had played Overwatch 1, you get one free battle pass, redeemable whenever. I feel like that would have been a great, great little gift to all of these players that have been playing this game, who are actually competing in this game. We have Overwatch League. It even has broken into esports into high schools. But instead, it's like, oh, thanks for playing all those years. Now pay us money so you can play the new character. Yeah. Or grind the challenges out to unlock them. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying about the gamer loyalty. I kind of hate that, though, to be honest. I hate the, the time-specific stuff in games. And that's why I hate battle passes in general, because I hate feeling... Like you were saying, you know, you hate for the game to feel like a chore, and I feel like battle passes create that in games where it feels like you have to play, especially if you pay money for a battle pass. You feel like you have to like play it to get the most value out of it. And so that, yeah, I always hate that. Not that I, I mean, I don't, you know, wouldn't buy a skin for a character, you know, just because it was part of a limited time event either. But that stuff just in general doesn't really appeal to me, like the cosmetic side of things. And most of the things were cosmetic, but it was something to say to almost like flex. Like, I've been playing this game for yeah. 10 years. No, yeah, I get that. I so had, that, that's the that only reason why. I yes. feel that way. Because <laughs> we've, we've had this conversation with that game as well, where there was a specific skin or specific legendary or exotic weapon. Now all you need is the blueprint or whatever they call it yeah. in Destiny and an exotic shard. And you can make any game that, or any, any game, any weapon you can have previously had or haven't had in some cases. Yeah. Yeah, Destiny 1, the original, was real brutal with that stuff too. There was a lot of content that I didn't get access to for a long time. Um... But what was interesting about this announcement from Overwatch 2 is so they came out and said, you know, hey, we're scraping the, the PvE story that we had planned. And then, um, you know, all the stuff we kind of talked about that was the point of Overwatch 2, like the, um, the story missions with um, hero skill trees that would change some of the hero's abilities and stuff. And you'd be able to kind of modify those in the story missions. Um, which everyone was like super hyped for that was into Overwatch. They just decided to get rid of it. Then, you know, they received a lot of backlash for that um, from the community, at least in like the online 
you know, niche community. So like, like if you go on to like, I've been playing Overwatch competitive for the last couple months. So I've been going on to the like subreddits of Overwatch and things like that. And so they were obviously very upset. That's kind of like a hardcore kind of community of Overwatch players. But like the Overwatch player base is shrinking quite a bit. So they're already on like the decline for a while now. So they really just, that was a pretty massive blow to, to come out and scrape all that content out. What was interesting in their response to that is then they, they released, um, I think it was like another article or maybe it was a forum post on like their official website. Uh, but this guy came out and said, you know, gave all the reasons why they decided to scrape the idea. And I can't remember his name. Oh, Aaron Keller. So the game director. He came out with this response to the backlash and gave kind of a whole spiel of like the history of Overwatch and why it was decided to switch from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2 and then why it was ultimately decided to cut that PvE content. And his response was super interesting. I mean, it, I, shouldn't, I don't think interesting is even the right word. His response was kind of silly. So he gave this kind of overview of Overwatch and gave the whole spiel on the history and said like Overwatch... The original concept for it was an MMO first-person shooter game. And he kind of described what that was like and why it changed to like the kind of hero team shooter that it became. But that just seemed even crazier to me because the original concept for the game uh, as an MMO would have meant that they probably had a lot of kind of story-driven parts of the game then because an MMO is very, you know, like story-driven and kind of grindy. And so they probably had a lot of single-player content made for the game. And so that was interesting that he said because it was an MMO that switched to a team shooter that that's part of the reason why they scraped the, the story missions that they created. So I don't think it's a very good excuse. And then the last part of his response to that, he kind of just makes more promises. He says they're not... Uh, getting rid of PVE events and that they're going to keep doing them. They're just getting rid of the story that they promised and the skill trees and the character progression that they're going to have. So, I don't know. It's not a good look. And Blizzard hasn't been getting a lot of good looks lately. I mean, they've been... They had, like, some sexual harassment case going on uh, not that long ago, less than a year ago, I think, for some hostile work environments. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, they had the Diablo Immortal kind of scandal. I don't know if you followed up with that. Um, but had some pretty, like, atrocious uh, monetization in that game on on uh, iPhone and Android. I don't know what's really going to happen with Overwatch. I feel like some of the hardcore community is thinking about, like, just not returning to the game. And I thought that was interesting because Overwatch doesn't really have any competitors in their genre of game. There's not really any other hero shooters out there, except for Paladins, which was also a free-to-play hero shooter, but I think they recently announced they're, like, shutting off support for the game. Like, maybe, like, three or four months ago, they announced that. So it'd be interesting if they were still uh, around. They, I mean, I think you can still play. I'm not sure if the servers are completely uh, shut down, but I feel like now would be a time where Paladins could, like, come out and try and snag whatever player base is left from Overwatch. And for me personally, I, I mean, the PvE content I don't even care about. So when he said there's more PvE content on the way, I didn't really care. I'm sure it would be just kind of as lousy as <laughs> those ones they've already put in the game. And, and I thought, you know, I was really interested in the skill trees because I thought that would be fun. Like, 
I think that would be worth playing some like single player co-op PVE events if you could kind of play with the heroes and change some of their abilities and do different things that we haven't done before. So that would have been really cool. So I probably would have been interested in the PVE then. As far as playing Overwatch, after I finish Redfall, usually then until the next release I kind of bounce around to some of the online games I have like Overwatch and Halo and Rocket League. And Overwatch is still a great game. Still really fun hero shooter, but yeah, I don't know. I'll probably uh, probably back off Overwatch for a little bit, but not necessarily because of Blizzard's, uh, you know, taking out this PVE, but just because I don't know if I'll. I think I'm just going through a phase of it right now of playing Overwatch, and that usually dies out pretty quickly. <laughs> but I could see. Uh, I know a lot of hardcore players who are really into Overwatch are saying they're gonna stop playing it because of this. Which is crazy because they only play it for the the competitive and ranked mode anyways. Yeah. I don't know why they're that upset about the PvE, but I think it's just the whole... And of course Blizzard can do it because they're Blizzard and they make awesome games and don't really care what other people think. <laughs> yeah, because this is one of those games that was delayed so long. Like, Overwatch 2 was supposed to come out years ago. Mm -hmm. And they just weren't ready yet. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're... I mean... Just like a lot of games, if it's not ready yet, and you still have the functioning Overwatch One, take your time. You're not, you weren't losing anyone. I feel like it's less popular now than it was when it was just Overwatch One. Like I feel like they could have just made Overwatch One free to play, and then just kept working on Overwatch Two, and then released it. And they could have released it. I feel like as a full priced title. And they would have sold and made a profit on just selling copies of Overwatch 2. Yeah. And so, but the, right now in gaming, like a lot of companies are just kind of chasing the trend. So they're chasing the free to play battle pass monetization of games. Yeah. And I don't think it's working out too well for them. But Diablo 4 comes out in June, and everyone will forget about uh, all the problems of Overwatch. I just thought the story was really crazy just because Overwatch, the whole reason to switch into Overwatch 2 was the story mode and to just come out and say we're actually not going to do that anymore and just focus on battle passes and PvE. Yeah. Just events. focus on making money. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Blizzard, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of their whole MO. I mean, that's, that's why we're not playing Hearthstone anymore. We, yeah. We uh, couldn't keep up with the... The purchase of packs and... Yeah, couldn't, couldn't get enough gold saved yeah. anymore. Are you ready for some 20 questions, Bogey? Video game character edition. I am not, but here we are. <laughs> so this section, video game... Sorry, 20 questions, video game character edition is where I pick out a video game character and the guest has uh, 20 questions, yes or no questions to ask me and I'll answer them to the best of my ability and uh, then make a guess on who you think that video game character is. So whenever you're ready, Bogey, you can let the questioning begin. All right, uh, first question, is it Deadpool? Uh, no. Okay, no, I just I had to try. Uh, that would have been impressive. Yeah, I, uh, I thought maybe you might throw that one in there just to throw me <laughs> off. Um, second question. Uh, 
Is it, is this character in a game we played together? Yes. Is this character on multiple consoles? Yes. Is this character human? No. Is this game on the Switch? No. That's five. Okay. Uh, they're not human? Not a human. This game is not on the Switch. And it's not on the Switch. Interesting. I thought it was going to be there for sure. Um, I did not have a plan before I came. So, um, is this character from Destiny? Yes. That was a good question. <laughs> that should narrow it down. Uh, in Destiny, are they a friend or foe? I guess I can't say that. Are they a, a foe? No. Is it Cade 6? <laughs> you got <it>. Nice! <laughs> Did I be Jordan? Was, yeah, that was seven <laughs> questions. Yeah! All right. Sorry, Jordan. I, yeah, wow. Um, Nicely done. All right. So, um, a little personal um, connection to that character. was super bummed when they were removed from the game. Um, and I... It's not a nephew of mine, but pretty much it is is named after that video game character. Really? Yes. Uh, that would be um, John's nephew. His name oh, okay. to Cade. With a K, though. Oh, okay. It's a cool name. Like it, it. it is. Yeah. Cade 6. First appeared in Destiny 2014. Last appeared in Destiny, Destiny 2 Forsaken. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, voiced by Nathan Fillion, great actor. Yep. Fun actor. I didn't know this, but it says here he's uh, Nolan North is listed as the voice actor in Forsaken. So Nathan Fillion wasn't voice acting him in Forsaken, I guess. Is that why he got killed off? That's probably why. I probably was no longer going to use him. He wanted to work on his TV shows like um, Rookie yeah. and, <laughs> I don't know, not Firefly. Yeah. Dang. Seven questions, Bogey. That was impressive. And it's really six. <laughs> Is it? I Did you count I, I Deadpool? Counted, unless I, maybe I counted your, uh, your guess as a question. I mean, you did say, is it Kate 6? I don't know. I have seven questions listed here. Did you, know you count Deadpool? I don't think so. You didn't count that one oh, as a I question? Oh, did I count Deadpool? Yeah, yeah I counted okay. Deadpool. Yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I thought you were going to try and um, trip me up. And then I thought for sure it was going to be a Smash Brothers character. Yeah, you know, that was going to be... At first, what I was thinking of doing. So I was trying to think. I've been trying to think of games when people are on that they have played before. Yeah. To make it a little bit easier. But maybe I'm making it too easy. I mean, you and Jay are knocking these out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm surprised. I I thought I would get to 20 and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that Destiny question. That was a game changer. Uh, well, a game changer. Uh, no, a game changer was playing it together. Oh yeah. Because we played a lot of games in common, but playing them actually together really narrows it down. Yeah, yeah, it really probably took it down to like five games. Yeah. <laughs> to think of. <laughs> yeah, friend or foe, because I would have a hard time remembering all of the um, bosses 
kill, be killed in yeah. Destiny. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm honestly drawing a blank right now. On some yeah. Oryx. Yeah, should, I was thinking of that one. pick Oryx yeah. as my character. <laughs> I can't remember the Vault of Glasses. Uh, I never did that one with you guys. Yeah, you that, did. Nah. You sure? Yeah, that was that was um, that was we we. Someone will tell me. Someone will message me when they listen to this. What yeah. his name is? I can't think of it off the top of my head now. I mean, we might have, but I, I can't remember it. So I am the out of. Is it well, out of four episodes? Am I the current leader yeah, in uh, twenty questions? On que- on questions asked, you are the leader. Nice. Because, yeah, Dylan had 20, and then Jay just had uh, 13. Nice. But Jay's leading in wins, because Jaden is Jay's 2 Because <laughs> he did it <laughs> twice. Ah. And I feel like now that I got it in 7, you're going to make it 100 times harder. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's if if I ever get invited back uh, again. It's going to be the most obscure character yeah. you've ever... Probably won't even be a game you've played before. Um. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be... Well, uh, thank you, Dylan, for giving me some ideas how to ask the questions. Yeah, yeah, Dylan, he struggled. Uh, I tried to stay away from colors. <laughs> yeah. Well, any uh, any shout-outs you want to give? Um, Shout-out to the old um, Fireside crew <laughs> for um, Hearthstone. Yeah. All those times in the SEC lounge, sitting <laughs> in those chairs on our computers. Yeah, the OG fireside gathering spot. It's supposed yeah. to be a bunch of jocks, but we all knew better. Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember our coach uh, got mad at us for playing it too much at a tournament. Yep. Too much Hearthstone. Thought that's why we were losing. <laughs> 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 right. well bogey thank you for coming on well, i appreciate it I'm thank you for having uh, me i'm glad we were able to make it work out being so last minute mm-hmm. hopefully next time you're on it'll it won't be last minute it'll be planned out and mm-hmm. and maybe i'll a lot more think of some <laughs> more games to bring to the table yeah make sure you're playing lots of games from here until whenever you're summoned again yeah. i don't know when that's gonna be but Soon. Season 2, Episode (laughs) 5.